Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The 11 holds. Elliott Cross. Race brings it into the end zone. Touchdown, Kansas City. What an opening drive. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Mike Tirico with the call on Peacock this past Saturday night. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs taking care of. Remember the Miami Dolphins? Feels like that was like a long time ago, Vaguely. right? Yeah. <laughs> what a what a bunch of jerks! Uh, look what you did, you little jerks! It's my uncle Frank imitation because I lost money on the Dolphins. Probably my fault. Uh, we'll talk about the Chiefs against the Bills and the rest of the slate divisional rounds of the postseason with our friend Connor Allen coming up in a moment. But want to remind our live audience, Rob Bazola joins us in 20 minutes. Joey Kanish joins us next hour. And Ken and I will give you our hashtag updated takes on divisional weekends in the National Football League next hour as well. All our bets for tonight, power hour, final hour of the show. But joining us right now, I, I'm looking at him right now in what we call Q, meaning I can see him and he's not, now, now he's on the air. I got to say, you know, I, I know it's cold in Chicago, our man has lost his tan, and it's a little sad. It faded last week really he came fast. On the, no offense. Yeah, like, last I, week, I have no last tan week he came on, Yeah. Last week he came on the show looking like, you know, 1988 Hulk Hogan, and now he's like, I don't know, he's like pasty white like the rest of us, but it's good to have Connor <laughs> Allen back on the show from 4 for 4, uh, Betsperts, and the Move the Line podcast. He's on Twitter at Connor Allen NFL. What's up, Casper? Great to have you back on the show with us. <laughs> uh, how's it going? <laughs> Yeah, it's it's the unfortunate reality. I think what happens is when it turns to like the negatives, like so it was like negative ten to negative twenty for the last week, basically in a row. So when that happens, you like reverse, so you become like more white quicker. I think that's that's science, right? I think that's how it works. So uh, you know, it's unfortunately I lost on my ten within a week, despite spending two weeks during the NFL season in Mexico. Uh, you know, lucky me, but yeah, just just as white as everyone else now, apparently. Welcome, welcome back, welcome back, buddy. Uh, I'm like this all year. Uh, we, Connor, I've, I've asked uh, every every guest we've had on the show so far. I've like put the two Saturday games together. Quarterbacks that played awesome, big underdogs. Uh, you have a strong opinion on one of these games, Houston, Baltimore. I see you have a take on, and in both games, it's kind of like, okay, yeah, the quarterback was great. Yeah, do you think the team could cover it? Do you think that team could score like they were able to score against their previous opponent in the wildcard round? Houston ran up the score against Cleveland, and obviously Green Bay was up 27 nothing over the Dallas Cowboys. Houston, Baltimore, uh, what are your bets in this market? Looks like Ravens still 9.5, uh, total 43.5. Yeah, so I have a bit of a contrarian take here. I mean, I don't think the Texans are going to be able to score as much as they did against the Browns, but I think they're going to have some success offensively. And part of that starts with the run here. This Baltimore run defense, uh, 21st in rushing success rate allowed. 
Um, their pass events, fourth and per dropback success rate. But if we look at how they play defense here, they play zone over 70% of the time. And against zone, CJ Stroud's been amazing this year. 69% completion rate, 8.7 yards per attempt, 12 touchdowns, one pick. Baltimore also really good at getting pressure. Second in pressure in the season. Stroud, fourth best completion rate under pressure, ninth best yards per attempt out of all out of 25 qualifying QBs this year. So I think that he does well a lot of things that you know they they do well defensively here. And so I think that they'll have some success, you know, offensively. And another side of the ball. I think that Houston's defense might find a way to get it done here. Part of that starts with the run defense. Um, you know, they're allowing the fewest yards per carry to opposing running backs, first and rushing success rate allowed. They're also really good at defending RPOs, allowing fewer than three yards per carry on RPOs, and they're number one against runs out of the gun. So I think that we might see Baltimore struggle a little bit uh, on the ground here. And then their pass defense did some really unique stuff last week. Um, you know, the first half, they weren't all that good. Uh, and then the second half against Cleveland, they started rotating their players, you know, post-snap. Now, there was a great column at PFF about it this week that basically Flacco couldn't do anything. It was just confused, and I think that maybe they try the same thing here against Lamar. So I expect them to keep it close. I did bet a little bit on money line. I'm not going to lie, but you know, a very small bit there. Um, and then other than that, I bet Zay Flowers under four and a half receptions. If Mark Andrews returns, I think it's a good bet. If he doesn't, probably not as good as it was when I two full practices. Jim Harbaugh or Harbaugh came out and said he's still up in the air. Not really sure how that works, but. Uh, you know, I think that the under there is still a good look. And then I played Gus Edwards under 52 and a half rushing yards as well. I think there's a little bit more role uncertainty here. We saw Justice Hill play a lot uh, as well in the previous weeks against San Francisco and then not as much in a dominant win over Miami. So I think that we could see a little more Justice Hill here as well uh, in this matchup. Uh, Mark Andrews, by the way, official designation on the final injury report because the Saturday game, so the final injury report today on a Thursday. Mark Andrews listed as questionable. Uh, I I think it's maybe like forty five percent that he plays, and maybe they hold him. They hold him for for championship Sunday next week if and if they win the game coming up on Saturday against the Houston Texans. All right, let's go to the Saturday night game with the Niners and the Packers. Like similar point spread market, right? Niners favored by a little less than ten. Total about fifty and a half. Anything for you, Connor, with the Niners and the Packers? Yeah, I made two plays so far. Uh, I took Niners team total to go over. It's already super high. I just I think there's a massive, massive edge here for this Niners team, specifically on passing the ball on first down. Packers defense right now on first down, one of the worst in the league. Still on 8.6 yards per attempt on first down passes, 71% completion rate, which is 28th. And then the dead last and success rate allowed on passes on first down. And Brock Purdy passes the first down, leads the league in passing yards, 11.1 yards per attempt, which is first by like, two and a half yards per attempt. He's uh 73% completion rate as well. Uh, so I think that we're going to see probably this Niners team come out and pass the ball a good chunk, at least they're early in the game here uh, and have some success here against the Joe Barry defense that is susceptible over the middle as well. You know, one of the worst uh, in the league at that. And I think that San Francisco does a great job as well there. So I like San Francisco to have a, a good amount of success offensively. And then Jaden Reed, I played his over three and a half receptions. I think we're looking at, it's getting a little juicy at this point, but I think you can play some alts here five plus six plus receptions you know he's coming off of a goose egg last week but a lot of that had to do with them playing 12 personnel so just two wide receivers on the field I think we're going to see them more in catch-up mode here not be able to dominate the running game as much and see a lot more Jaden Reed uh potentially you know here in this spot so I think both those are two solid looks for this one Connor I am curious like you you like the Niners to go over their team total I think that's a pretty easy case to make right if you watch the Niners offense especially at home so far this year I'm curious then like why 
like how you think that'll happen. Like over 30 and a half points means some guys had some pretty electric performances. Like I have the Niners prop sheet here. Like maybe it's just a thought on, okay, you don't love these numbers. Maybe they're rated appropriately, but if you think they're going to go over, like how does it happen? So, you know, I think everyone's first thought is, oh, they're going to be up in the game. Like Christian McCaffrey is going to have a big day running the ball because they're going to be leading and they're going to lean on McCaffrey, whose rushing yards prop is like about 90, depending on where you go, like 89 and a half, 90 and a half, something like that. Uh, Receiving, okay, like pretty even distribution, right? Ayuk, Samuel, and Kittle are all in like the 52 to 68 range in terms of how they're lying prop-wise. So maybe it's like of the three, who do you think could pop the most? Do you have an idea? Like, I think you you probably have hit on some things that the Niners are good at, that the Packers are bad at. Do you do you have an idea for like how it's going to happen? Or if people wanted to play a Niners team total over with someone to be successful, who would you go with? Yeah, it's, it's a good question. I think part of the issue is that they're all priced like they have a 30 and a half team total. So again, like all their prices are pretty high. But if I had to pick some guys here, so if we look at this matchup specifically um, against the middle of the field, so throws over in the short middle or deep middle, um, Debo has the highest target share, 24 and a half percent. Ayuk has a 20% target share. And then, but George Kittle is a 22.4% target share. So I think that all of those guys are pretty interesting. But if I had to pick one, it would probably be a guy like George Kittle, who I think you know, has kind of that explosive nature, I think can rip it off the seam a little bit more. And um, that would be my favorite look. You're looking like props, like the low fifties. I think you could hit his alts there, like 70, 80. Um, you know, my kind of issue too, is that they just slow down a lot towards the end of the games and just start running the ball. And so I worry a little bit about that, but I also have a little bit of confidence in this, in this green Bay team, kind of pushing the pace a little bit and continuing to keep up. Um, San Francisco's defense, like 20th in rushing success rate. Uh, they're, you know, not super, not as good as I think that a lot of people are expecting them to be. So, um, yeah, I, I think the, the Kittle look is probably my favorite among the ancillary guys. Nick and Ken here. You better you bet on a Thursday. We're talking the divisional rounds of the postseason with Connor Allen from 4 for 4, Betsperts and the Move the Line podcast. He's on Twitter at Connor Allen NFL. Connor, let's go to Sunday, Motor City, uh, indoor. Uh, Detroit playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Lions a six and a half point favor, total 48 and a half. Can Baker and company keep it close and fire the cannons? Uh, Lions restore the roar and roots of the NFC Championship game, a win and a cover. How do you see it playing out? Side total or props, Lions and Bucks. Yeah, it's a really interesting game. I would say what I feel most confident in is that both teams are going to go pretty pass heavy here. We you know, saw last time around with this uh, Bucks and Lions game here, you know, the Lions didn't have Jameer Gibbs. David Montgomery got hurt in the second quarter. But even before that, they still had uh, 12 dropbacks, just seven rush attempts. So they were still skewing a little bit, um, you know, pass heavy there in this spot. We know that this Bucks team, they're first in DVOA over the last five weeks in run defense. Uh, and then their pass defense has been you know, a little bit suspect at times here. So I think that we see the Lions skew that way. Now, that being said, I expect them to blitz the Lions a ton. They blitz over 60% of the time against the Eagles. And last time these two teams played, um, you know, golf was pressured on 12 of his 48 dropbacks, completed just two of eight passes, sacked three times and a four yard scramble in there. So I think that that was maybe a key here. We probably see a lot of pressure from the Bucks, but I think the way that the Lions counteract that is by a lot of short passes. We also saw one of his lowest time time to throw at the season in that game as well. So it's a little bit of a chess match there specifically. If I had to pick a side, though, I lean to plus six and a half because science pass defense since week nine by 299 passing yards per game allowed, 8.7 yards per attempt, 30 things success rate, dead last in EPA per dropback. They're healthier now than they have been during a lot of that stretch, but I still think that they're not a very good unit. And uh, Buffalo or um, Tampa Bay is equipped to kind of you know capitalize on that. So give me the Bucks here at, at plus six and a half. That's so, so funny. We've already had a lot of interest from people we've had on in Tampa, just like during the show. And I just I'm already like, if they somehow win this game at Mayfield and Bulls are in an NFC oh. championship game in San Francisco. That's got to be one of the largest championship game point spreads ever. 
Like, I mean, it has, I mean, what number would you need? Like 14 and a half? What would you need to bet Tampa? I was going to say, it has rate? to be 13 and a half, right? Like I guess it would have to be double digits. More, depends on how they look against the Packers. Like, yeah, they run the Packers out of the building. And here comes Baker Mayfield. I mean, just like, how big is the number after? They're not 10 in this game against the Packers. Uh, two teams where we won't have that kind of conversation, Connor, in the, in the last game. And I see you have a bet on this game. I feel like we've gotten some split opinions here. And it makes sense, right? The Bills and the Chiefs have played a bunch. Even if the Chiefs have gotten the better of Buffalo in the playoff games, the games have still been very hotly contested, very close. And Buffalo's hosting the game this time. It's obviously different from the other games. So the Bills, just a two and a half point home favorite, juice toward Buffalo, total 45 and a half. Uh, what's your bet here for the latest installment of Chiefs Bills? Yeah, this is a really tough one because I think I had a lot of confidence heading into last week about this Bills defense, and then they just picked up so many more injuries. And I think all those guys, you know, at least a lot of them are, are pretty suspect to play for this week. You know, the pra- we're going to have to see how the practice report develops here. But I think that's a pretty big key here because I think the Chiefs will have a reasonable amount of success kind of doing no matter what they want to do, whether it's running the ball, whether it's passing the ball. Um, I could see them going run heavy, but this Bills defense is, run defense has actually been pretty solid. So maybe they decided to go pass heavy. I, mean, I thought they were going to do the same thing against Miami last week, and they came out slinging the ball. Uh, Mahomes had like over 40 pass attempts, and they were up basically the entire game there. Um, but on the other side here, I worry a little bit about this Bills uh, you know, offense here. We're seeing this Chiefs secondary, second in success rate allowed, uh, and they're, they've been really strong this season. They have Jerry Sneed this time, uh, you know, and – we're looking at them against wide receiver one targets, only allowed two of those players to clear 70, uh, 63 receiving yards in this spot. Um, they've been going more run heavy, and I think that that could work here, but they've kind of struggled or they've they've ran well, but the, the Chiefs have struggled um, you know, against the opposite of basically what they're good at. So we're looking at uh, Buffalo using, utilizing one of the highest uh, man gap concepts in the league, and you know the Chiefs have been pretty good against that. So I think that's kind of interesting. Um, from that perspective here, and like if they're able to stop them on the run, I mean, I really see how bu- don't see how Buffalo scores very well, and so I think that like probably the under and Kansas City money line are both pretty interesting looks in this spot. And I took Stephon Diggs under 63 and a half receiving yards, cleared this in just uh, twice in the two of the nine games since Joe Brady took over as offensive coordinator, and as I already mentioned, uh, Kansas City's done really well against wide receiver ones. Connor, give us a prop um, for this weekend that you have not yet discussed, but something that you feel really good about. In any of the four games, and I guess it doesn't have to be a prop, like any bet that you've got in any of the four games that we have not yet discussed for our listeners and viewers, please. Yeah, we'll go We'll go with a fun one since we were talking about a pre-show here. Uh, on, uh, a, I don't know, I guess I even can't even say the book, but on certain books you can place, uh, you know, non-correlated parlays. A sports book that uh, is not take... our show sponsor. So there, right. yeah. To be yeah. fair, maybe not you just can... there. To be fair. Right? Yeah, you can place it at other places too. Um, so... Just look for this and make sure the odds are boosted. So sportsbooks obviously price correlation very well and like overcompensated times. And so you can take a player like Trey Palmer under two and a half receptions, but over on his yards because he's a guy who generally gets a lot of like, you know, longer plays, but doesn't see a whole lot of volume time to time. We saw it last week, one catch, 56 yards, broke a long one. I mean, we're looking at odds for this for under two and a half catches and 25 plus yards is like seven to one. Under two and a half catches and 40 yards is like 20 to one. And then under two and a half catches and 50 yards is 40 to one again this week. So again, you're betting on have the one into two catches and 40 plus yards. It's a fun bet. But again, we're talking 20 to one, 40 to one. Uh, you know, it's a good time if you're looking for a fun sweat there. It was certainly a fun sweat last week. Got there. And I, I just can't believe they posted the two and a half receptions mark again. How, uh, how long can you stay outside in, in like minus 10 degree weather? <laughs> uh I mean, I would, the walks that I had with my dog were a lot shorter, like maybe two, three minutes. Um, but if you bundle up, it's, you know, anything's possible. 
uh, minus because what's it can by you it's like it's been like 10 15 degrees here yeah. like that's and it's 20 brutal. degrees colder than like than what yeah. we're <laughs> dealing with i i gotta tell you something man i live in the wrong place uh connor's the best four for four bet spurts the move the line podcast on twitter at connor allen nfl my friends stay warm uh work on that tan good luck with the bets and we'll uh, we'll catch up with you talking championship sunday yeah, I appreciate it. Talk to you guys next week. Hopefully, you'll be a little more tan then. <laughs> well, <laughs> well I'm, not, I'm not counting on it. I've got no I, chance, uh, So, as part of my um, my gym membership at the Pumble Brag, at the you know the place I go and work out yeah. at, a uh, I, they they have a tanning salon, and it's like it's it's like free with the I have like the like the highest pay. It's not expensive. But I have like the highest package there. You're elite. Like I have like the, I have like the I am elite. You're right. I have, I'm like Joe Flacco, except hopefully I won't get blown out by a million points. I I've considered like, do I need to go just to just so I'm not like ghastly, like red splotches on my face? Vegas for the Super Bowl too. Put your put your best foot like, forward a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, dude, I put my gonna, worst. Gonna show all the time. We're going to show up looking like crap otherwise, right? <laughs> this thing. Possibly. All right. On the other side, our pal Rob Pozzola stops by Pro Sports Better. Rob's takes on all the games this weekend in the NFL.